0: We have been dependent on machines to survive. Fate, it seems, is not without a sense of irony.
1: Since man walked out of the cave and first used fire, he has strived to advance further into the upper echelons of evolution. From the first rock tool to the wheel to calculators, computers, rockets, and tablets, humans are ever striving to advance technology to the next level. And while technology has allowed our society to advance to levels we may have only dreamed of, it can also have a dark side that we've seen in real life and in film. Movies like I Robot, Blade Runner, Terminator, and shows like Black Mirror, Westworld, and Mr. Robot. All fantastical and terrifying stories highlighting what can happen when technology goes wrong. But all of these movies and shows that have us side-eyeing our toasters wondering when the appliance revolution is coming, there was none with anywhere near as much impact and cultural shift as 1999's The Matrix. But it wasn't just the high kicks and slow motion action. It was the overall familiar story of the regular guy transcending and overcoming all obstacles to take down a system of oppression. And while the world was a computer-generated simulation, The characters, non-emoting hackers with funny names. This is Apop, Switch, and Cypher. The ones you don't know, Tank, and his big brother, Dozer. The little one behind you is Mouse. The big bad, a computer program with an interesting sense of humor. the story is still that same classical hero's journey that we've seen over and over again. It's a hobbit taking the one ring to Mount Doom. It's the high school nerd becoming a friendly neighborhood superhero. It's the little boy living under the stairs defeating a dark sorcerer. No matter the setting, we love to naturally gravitate towards a character we feel is a stand-in for ourselves, going on an adventure Escaping the monotony of everyday life and defeating some sort of big bad and becoming the hero to all. Because when they win, we win. But while the film itself contains those same familiar hero narratives, the Wachowskis have always stated that their goal was to undercut that expectation of what the audiences have seen much of in the past. According to the Wachowskis, the story was told, and both main characters were dead, so... When we saw this, have
0: we not? One pill makes you larger, and one pill makes you small.
1: Understandably, we were like. So now that the fourth and presumably final film is now out with both main characters back from the dead, let's look at the full universe of the Matrix, including the inspiration, symbolism, and how the cyberpunk hero's journey became a cultural icon. So before we look at the matrix, we really should look at the genre that was cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is defined as a subgenre of science fiction in a dystopian futuristic setting that tends to focus on a combination of low life and high tech featuring advanced technological and scientific achievements such as artificial intelligence and cybernetics juxtaposed with a degree of breakdown or radical change in the social order. Think of movies like Netflix's What Happened to Monday, a sci-fi dystopia about a rundown, technology-driven society with a very strict one-child policy. The feel is grimy, dark, and cold. The cinematography is dark, with muted colors scored with melancholy composition to really depress you, a style that is permeated through the matrix. This genre, based in science fiction, has deep roots, but one of his most famous founding fathers include famed science fiction writer Philip K. Dick. Born in Chicago in the 1920s, the author was a fervent philosophy student who was determined to make it in the literary world. Studying Plato, he constantly questioned reality and how humans interpreted reality. This is an idea that was woven deep into his writing. After being published for the first time at 22 with his story Rogue, he gained little buzz but officially became a commercial success with his novel, The Man in the High Castle. An alternative look at history where the... um, uh, Axis powers? Win World War II and the events that take place as a result. Even now, this groundbreaking novel serves as a direct inspiration for the television series of the same name on Amazon. His follow-up novel, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep?, was also a commercial success. It changed the genre and invited readers to think about machinery and the advancement of technology in a dark, new, and twisted way, and it served as the main inspiration for the hit science fiction movie, Blade Runner. He slowly began gaining an audience and traction in his writing, publishing over 40 books and even more short stories, until his became the foundation for most of our notable works of science fiction, including Blade Runner, Minority Report, A Scanner Darkly, and the Adjustment Bureau. Philip K. Dick and his writings were masterful in intertwining philosophy, metaphysical ideologies, and dystopian themes in a universe centered in science fiction as one of the grandfathers and founding fathers of the genre. The Matrix was written and directed by the Wachowski siblings. The story of The Matrix was mapped out in a three-film trilogy beginning with The Matrix, released in 1999, followed up by Reloaded and Revolutions, both coming out in 2003. Yes, they literally came out in the same year. These three films told the story of humans in a dystopian world where machines have enslaved the human race and the uprising that follows. The Wachowskis also loved to pepper the film in symbolism and deeper story themes, none of which is more prevalent than the theme of rebirth each sequel holding monikers all centered around the idea. In looking for the meaning behind the film, the Wachowskis wanted to create a story where the main character would be forced to change or transform in some way, and they wanted the audience to experience that same feeling while watching. The Matrix is still the same classic hero's journey, the hero's journey that audience have craved as far back as 1871. An anthropologist, Edward Burnett Tyler, Began observing common patterns and study of hero myth narratives across cultures, but the Matrix franchise was designed specifically to undermine the hero's journey. I can watch uh, revolutions this afternoon, mm. preparing for this because I how was it? It's still great, but it's to me. I mean, the relationship people have with that picture, I think, is speaks to their interest in the first movie and not to what your movie was actually saying. Hmm. And when Neo is resurrected and has a big cross come out of his chest, essentially in light, it's very powerful, but yet I don't feel like it's a Christian
0: moment. I feel like it speaks to the idea of resurrection as something else. Yeah. And uh, and transcendence of of a material identity, that he's, he is delimited in that moment, is more important to us than than any kind of religious iconic things, but we're also trying to play with the meaning of iconic symbols, because the third movie, like Cloud Atlas, asks you to uh, participate in it. This is what we wanted to do with the trilogy, and it was an experiment from the beginning, was, could you change the general way that audiences uh, um, um, uh, participate in a let's say, an action movie, right? Mm -hmm. So you start off and the first movie is the most typical movie. And we always said, why don't people say what we thought immediately, which was movies are matrixes. Movies are things you go inside and they Mm -hmm. are immersive and you are cocooned by them and they tell you what to see, what to think, what to feel. And then um, um, we thought, well, that's that's for us problematic. We we thought that what we were trying to achieve with the story overall was a shift the same kind of shift that happens for Neo, that Neo goes from being in this sort of cocooned and programmed world to having to participate in the the construction of meaning to his life. And we're like, well, can the audience go through the three movies and experience something similar to what the main character experiences? So the first movie is sort of classical in its approach, and the second movie is deconstructionist and it assaults all of the things that you thought to be true in the first movie and so people get very upset and they're like stop attacking me in the same way that people get upset with deconstructionist philosophy I mean Derrida and Foucault these people upset us and then the third movie is the most ambiguous because it asks you to actually participate in the construction of meaning which is what most religious um the essence, the elementary particle mm-hmm. requires you to participate in the construction of meaning.
1: So how would adding a fourth film to the franchise even work? Enter the rebirth theme. Since the first sequel, each one of the Matrix films have all revolved around some idea of return or recycling of a narrative. In 2003's Reloaded, the main film's antagonist is reloaded into the matrix and began making copies of himself in revolutions. The matrix is rebooted after the death of Neo in order to destroy agent Smith's viral like destruction completely in resurrections. We see the return of both main characters in a new world and in new circumstances while heavily incorporating the idea of nostalgia, specifically from the previous films. We essentially are seeing that the architect was right. The Matrix will always need human choice. There will always be a crash, and there will always be a one.
0: Your life is the sum of a remainder of an unbalanced equation inherent to the programming of the Matrix. You are the eventuality of an anomaly which, despite my sincerest efforts, I have been unable to eliminate from what is otherwise a harmony of mathematical precision. While it remains a burden assiduously avoided, it is not unexpected, and thus not beyond a measure of control, which has led you inexorably
1: here. A return to the hero's journey. With the addition of resurrections into the franchise, there was a clear return to the classic hero's journey narrative, With a more modern, and if we're being honest, predictable PC inclusion where now the primary focus is placed on Trinity and not only Neo's transcendence into enlightenment. What I learned and realized from the Matrix film and all of its symbolism is that while we love to see reboots and remakes of the classic films and media that we know when we were young in order to relive the joy and introduce to the next generation, these types of stories are always met with mixed emotions. 50% 50% nostalgia, and 50% tired of lack of Hollywood originality. But The Matrix is a more smoky area of a new way to tell the same story that we've seen over and over. Think about Clueless, which is a modern-day interpretation of Jane Austen's Emma. Or Cruel Intentions, which is a modern-day retelling of the 1782 French novel Dangerous Liaisons. Or The Lion King, which, if you didn't know, is Shakespeare's Hamlet with singing Warthogs. The Matrix takes on a broader story of format, an updated rebirth of the hero's journey itself. To understand the flow of the film and how it fits into that age-old narrative structure of the hero's journey, let's look at all 12 steps for writing a classic hero story. The format for writing the hero's journey is broken down into three initial sections, and those sections are divided into certain beats that we can identify in many, if not most, films that we see just like The Matrix. Let's look at how the format fits within the world of The Matrix and for time's sake we're only going to focus on the first film. In the departure part of the narrative the hero lives in the ordinary world and receives a call to go on an adventure. The hero is reluctant to follow the call but is helped by a mentor figure. The initiation section begins when the hero then traversing the threshold to an unknown or special world where he faces tasks or trials either alone or with the assistance of others the hero eventually reaches the innermost cave or the central crisis of their adventure where they must undergo the ordeal where they overcome the main obstacle or enemy undergoing apotheosis and gaining their reward or treasure or elixir the hero must then return to the ordinary world with his reward they may be pursued by the guardians of the special world, or they may be reluctant to return and may be rescued or forced to return by intervention from the outside. In the return section, the hero again traverses the threshold between the worlds, returning to the ordinary world with the treasure or elixir that they gained, which they may now use for the benefit of their fellow man. The hero himself is transformed by the adventure and gains wisdom or spiritual power over both worlds. The Matrix fits perfectly into the classic hero's journey structure, and that's why we love it so much. No matter the background or the world building or the big bad, we recognize the rise of a champion no matter the setting and because we're all secretly wanting to be saved from something or maybe going through our own version of a hero's journey. We tend to unconsciously be drawn to these stories, even in real life. Movies like Rocky, The Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, The Goonies... Avengers, Mulan, Django Unchained, Shrek, Harry Potter, The Matrix resonates because we love to see a character win. Just like in other films from the genre that included deeper philosophical ideas and subtext, The Matrix draws influence from Baldrillard, Christianity, and others, but some of the most standout themes comes from Lewis Carroll's classic children's story, Alice in Wonderland. In the story of Alice in Wonderland, Alice is a naive and innocent girl who one day happens upon a white rabbit that she follows and whose path takes her down a rabbit hole to another world where up is down and down is up. caterpillar smoke, tea parties are lit, and queens are coming to chop your head off. She learns about the world from each new character that she meets going through the looking glass to enter deeper into this extraordinary world where she confronts her adversaries with the reality that they're just a pack of cards and then essentially wakes up after her adventure rebirthed into a more aware person In the matrix Neo AKA Thomas Anderson is a naive man who one day happens upon a message telling him to follow a white rabbit where he meets a group of people and learns that the world that he knows isn't real and enters into a new world where down is up and up is down machines are running stuff sunglasses are mandatory and guys in suits are coming to kill you and they can dodge bullets. He gets the world explained to him by every person that he meets, taking a pill to go deeper into the world through a mirror where he confronts his adversary by making and understanding the reality that this is just a computer simulation that he's plugged into. And after his adventure, he's rebirthed into a new and more aware person. The themes in Alice in Wonderland are all centered around Alice's journey of growing up. And the idea of growing up is a transformation of self. In that same vein, the Bukowski film shows the journey of a protagonist becoming more and more aware, waking up and realizing that the world around them isn't really what it seems. Even in the newest installment, there are very on the nose references to Carol's masterpiece, including the main theme song of the film, White Rabbit. chasing rabbits Resurrections being another trip down the rabbit hole for both the audience and the characters. In the film, there is a literal sense of Neo being born, and throughout his journey we see him grow more and more into the Matrix until he becomes one with it. Alice in Wonderland themes of growing up are all throughout The Matrix, including the White Rabbit which symbolizes a spark of curiosity for both Alice and Neo that sends them on a journey down the literal rabbit hole. Morpheus, much like the Cheshire Cat, serves as an informed guide through this new world, which is like a dream. And a dream is very much like a simulation. Even the main conflicts are similar. In Alice in Wonderland, Alice must face the Queen's guards. After going back and forth, she defeats them by confronting them with the reality that they're just a pack of cards. This understanding removes her childlike goggles and perspective as she begins her journey from childhood into adolescence and then adulthood. For Neo, the same conflict exists with understanding the rules of the Matrix. Neo is constantly reminded that the world is not real. Knowledge that has changed his perspective so that he can change the world around him. of the simulation and the simulated world around him neil was then able to face the guards of the matrix aka the agents confronting them with their own reality that they're just part of a computer program simulation and effectively modifying their code transforming himself just like alice neil's perspective has changed and now he can discern reality from fantasy essentially growing up rebirthed into a new perspective I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Breakdown on the themes, symbolism, inspiration, and influence of The Matrix. While you're here, be sure to comment, like, subscribe, and share to anyone you think might like sci-fi, cyberpunk, or big-budget action movies that make you think long after leaving the theater. Check out the blog at mickeyjking.com to sign up for the Zodiac newsletter and see my monthly book selection in the next episode of The Breakdown and the next installment of The Libra Saga. The link is in the description box and pinned to the comment box below. Thanks again for stopping by and we'll see you next time.